All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. They're coming to get you, Barbara. I ate his liver with some fava beans and a nice Chianti. Here's Johnny. Vanity. Definitely my favorite city. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. The power of Christ compels you! This is my boomstick! What's your favorite scary movie? Hello, horror heads, and welcome to Shiver, a horror movie podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Daniel DeBona. And I'm David Uyoa, and we've already got our first comment of the night. Uh, number one fan, Frank Kowalski, coming in with a rump roast here. Just just the meat. <laughs> Love it. The meat, of oh, course, yeah. being very topical, as we are going to be discussing the movie Fresh. But before we get to that, in case you are not aware, Dave over here just had a new one. That's why we haven't been here for the past couple of weeks. Dave, how's that baby doing, man? Uh, he's fantastic. He's great. Thankfully, he uh, he he eats very well and and sleeps fairly well, nice. and uh, and doesn't give us too much of a of a problem. So hopefully he'll uh, he'll start watching horror movies with us soon. <laughs> and, uh, you know, you get you, you got to indoctrinate them young. Well, and you're you're gonna like hit that that like spurt soon where you're up for like two three hours in the middle of the night. That's like the best time to find just like that random like Netflix stuff. Oh yeah, you know, where you just like go to horror and you're like, that looks terrible. So you watch it. Like that's like the best time for it. So that's that's how I stumbled upon uh Italian Giallo movies. I was <laughs> uh I was I was up at an at a very odd hour and I was like, what's on TV? And I was like, Suspiria, what's this? And then I was like, I can't go back to sleep now. Yeah, exactly. And now <laughs> I'm gonna be awake for 72 hours. So <laughs> <laughs> but a movie that is not quite as scary as uh, as a giallo film but <laughs> a decidedly modern horror we're looking at the movie fresh and this movie takes a lot of things that are just completely and totally you know contemporary like it it doesn't just feel it do, it's one of those things you know it's it's such a risky game to try to make something feel contemporary because by the time it comes out you know, a lot of the stuff that they're doing in it is is older, but like, uh, I mean, how did you feel about this? Like that that contemporary feel. Like, that, does it work? I got to be honest. I didn't know how I was going to respond to this movie when it was first suggested to me. Uh, my wife was the one who suggested it to me because um, I'm a I'm a fan of Sebastian Stan, who is you know obviously uh, Bucky Barnes, the Winter Bucky Soldier Barnes. in uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And so she's like, hey, he's in a horror movie. I'm like, okay, fantastic. I'm going to watch this. I saw the trailer and I was like, okay, it looks interesting. But my fear with movies that are so topical is that they will very quickly outgrow um, and like leave behind uh, what it is that they're trying to talk about. Right. And, and, uh, and then they become very dated very quickly. I don't know that that's going to happen with this one because the dating game has been so different for so long. I feel like this is a movie that touches upon a just the new way things are. Right. 
and there's also i think a lot of subtext to this so it doesn't just cover that one horror there's another horror that's going on here which is uh, the the way we treat women right and 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 that's that's something that is unfortunately um a I don't want to call it timeless because that that sounds good, um, but it's it, it it's something that is everlasting, and and it no matter the the generation, no matter the period, the time period, there's always been something to be said about the way women are treated. Women are it does uh, it does uh, seem to come up often, doesn't it? Like, yeah, is, I would <laughs> I would I would venture to say that that is the most reoccurring theme that that we have approached as we've been doing this podcast. Yeah, so um, so it has something to say, and I think it says it in a in a new and fresh way, right? Um, so uh, I finished this movie, and I was absolutely amazed. I thought it was an incredible take on on a uh, on an often explored topic, and it was done in a way that was terrifying in its own way. Um, and even though the subject matter was quite gruesome, never approached the gross out genre. Right. So it it, it handled things really tastefully. And and it to me felt very modern and um, important without feeling woke. I guess there um, there, there there's that there's that negative connotation with the word woke. I, I don't necessarily feel like that's a bad thing, um, but it, it's not preachy. I think. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, so I went into so what I've been doing. So I know we've been off for a couple weeks. So if you're if you're listening, we are still picking up our movies that are new to both of us. Uh, mm-hmm. Premise for the month of May. We're gonna do this one and one more next week. But uh, so I've been I did the same thing with this one that that I did. You know, with the last one, I was like, all right, I I don't know anything about this. I've never seen a trailer. Like uh, I'm just gonna go into it without even watching a trailer. Mm-hmm. Right. I was like, all right, it's got Sebastian Stan. It's called Fresh. I've seen some promo photos that lead me to believe people are getting eaten. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that was all <laughs> that was all I really had. I had because of the promo photos that I saw, which were very expertly taken from this movie to not give away what was actually happening. So kudos right. to their PR people. I had the feeling that it was going to be I thought it was going to be a love story. And while they're. There, it, there, there's half of a love story there, right? Like there's this one guy. Um, but like, so in my head, I had already like storyboarded this whole movie, right? And I was like, oh, so she's going to like meet him and they're going to start dating and then she's going to find out he's a cannibal, but she loves him so much that she, I seriously had like scripted this whole like romantic comedy in my head. Like I was going to be, oh, and then, and then she's going to, she's going to like start eating people with him. Cause that's how much she loves them. And then there's going to be something they bond over. So <laughs> I was, what a lovely story. <laughs> thank you. Right. I, I, I absolutely created like the 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 two humans, not a human and a zombie version of cold bodies in my or warm bodies um, in my head that this was going to be. So I was very pleasantly surprised when I learned that this was a straight up abduction horror yeah. with with elements of, you know, of the of those other things. Yes, there there was some he was Sebastian Stan, you know, had some had feelings 
and uh, and they were exploited and that was spectacular like they they definitely kept me guessing with this one a lot more than i thought they would i really went into this expecting some sort of not great take on horror mixed with rom-com and uh man i i did i i for some reason, I had expectations to not enjoy this. And I guess that reason is because I'm not a romantic comedy guy. So even if you throw cannibals into it, like, I'm still not really here for you, right? Like, like don't get me wrong. I'll watch How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Love it, right? Sure. Bring one, there, There's a couple of them, but I'm just not a rom-com guy. Any one of the ones with Tom Hanks of Meg Ryan, I'm in. Yeah, sure. My favorite show versus the volcano, though. So, oh, that, well, that's that's a good one, but that's very on brand for you. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I was I was pleasantly surprised. I uh, I really I really liked a lot of the things that this movie kind of put forward. I liked that it was gruesome without being overly gory. Like if, you know, if that makes any sense, like the, yeah, the, 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 the content was absolutely gruesome and just, just bone chilling, but it was never ridiculously gory until, you know, till the very end when we were like, we deserved it at that point. Right. right? So I was, I, I liked it, man. Sebastian Stan, it, the more and more I see this dude, just the, the less and less there is, I think he can't do. Um, because this was, he played one role for 30 minutes in this and then an extremely different role for the rest Mm -hmm. of the movie and did so convincingly for both. Uh, It was, it was, ah, man, I I liked it a lot. Uh, it was funny because I was texting, (laughs) I was texting Dave, um, as I started it, he watched it like the day before I did. And I was like, I'm like 20 minutes in. I'm like, uh, what the hell is going on? (laughs) And he's like, Dave goes, how far are you? And I was like, um, about 20 minutes. He goes, just, just wait, man. He goes, when the credits roll, that's when things shit gets real. And I was like, oh my God, I just realized I've been watching this movie for 20 minutes and there hasn't been credits. Yeah. And that, that is, I, I didn't absolutely- realize until the credits rolled. I was like, there, I, there had been no credits. What? And, and it, it makes sense. That's when the movie starts. Right. Everything else. It's, it's just, I mean, that's your appetizer. You know, yeah. you, now we're getting the main course. And and I think it's it's a great symbolic way of letting you know now the movie started. Right. And so I just there were there were a lot of little things that I liked. And like I said, because of the fact because of the fact that I didn't watch a trailer, I just built this entire movie in my head and was ready to be disappointed by it. And they got me. They got me. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. They did a really good job of of kind of not overplaying their hand so often we get trailers that um blow their load right you know, um like i we mentioned the the marvel uh movies i feel like those are trailers where they they show everything oh dude i've uh neary and i talked about this on uh Woobro last week but i've gotten to the point where i don't i will watch a first trailer like a teaser Right. And then and then I won't like I don't like keep like absorbing the trailers that like th- that come out constantly, especially for things I know I'm going to watch. Like I mm-hmm. like I haven't watched the trailer for season three of the boys. I know I'm going to watch that. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So I don't want to see a thing about it. It's like I know Jansen Ackles is there. Cool. I don't want to see a thing about it. But yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. So many trailers now are like, look at everything that's cool. And it's like would have been great to see that for the first time on the big screen. Right. Right. Um. 
So one of the things that was present in the trailer was that this would concern dating and specifically modern dating. Um, now, I was um, fortunate enough never to have to use a dating app. <laughs> um, and, and, I'm, and I'm not that old. I'm 34 years old, but I married my high school sweetheart. And uh, we, we met at a high school dance. Well, we didn't meet at a high school dance, but our first date was a high school dance. Spectacular. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and you're so, truly the Cuban American dream. I am the Cuban American <laughs> dream. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, yo soy el americano. So to let as much Cuban out as I can. Um, so I never had to experience this. Now, Daniel, did you ever do the online dating thing? Uh, I did not. Um, the closest I got was like when I was in college, it wasn't uncommon to like have an aim girlfriend. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, you know, but those could have been people from like anywhere that you never right. met. Like uh, by the time Tinder bumble, um, by the time that stuff was around, I was out of, right. of dating. So uh, like, I, I remember my very first podcast used to be a podcast called what's good. And mm -hmm. um, my, it had later evolved, but when it first started, it was like a taste of the town podcast that I did with my friend Bill. And I'll never forget, like we were standing outside of the, our buddy's house we recorded. And he was like, dude, have you seen this? It's called Tinder. And he's like, he's like, and you just like swipe like this. And I'm like, that's asinine. He goes, yeah, but the chicks on here want to bang. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, like when Tinder first, like that's what people tend to not remember that's what people tend to forget like when tinder first came out it wasn't a dating app like it was like a casual it was the hookup app. app yeah yeah and so i was like you just like swipe and he's like yeah and he like explained to me how it worked and it was like yeah it pulls my facebook pictures or whatever and i was like ah the features now i guess i don't know like i'm still waiting on an eyeball that gives me a hud so <laughs> <laughs> um so this this is something that i'm unfamiliar with however everyone has a friend at least a friend more than likely many friends or you yourself are um in the online dating world and i've heard horror stories like absolute oh, horror yeah. stories uh in fact there are very few um like success stories that i hear about these apps so um and and yet we've kind of accepted it as like this is the way that you date in today's world um when i speak to some of my um my women friends and they tell me what it's like it, it's drastically different from what my men friends tell me uh, yeah and because uh, like when when I have a friend who's a man and he tells me about an awful date that he went on or an awful experience that he had with one of these dating apps, it's usually that the woman wasn't particularly pleasant uh, or the guy wasn't particularly pleasant. And um, although this does seem to be more of a straight thing than a gay thing. I don't okay. know why. I don't know why. But I, f I feel like gay people are more respectful. I'd like to think so. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and maybe some of our gay listeners can correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it um, comes storming in. Oh, I know yeah. plenty of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but um, I yeah, I've, I've heard the, the the you know my my friend will say yeah you know she she was uh, you know not great conversation or 
you know, she was kind of cold. Uh, you know, she expected me to pay for everything. Uh, you know, she was just mean or whatever. That's usually right. The extent of the bad date for the women that I know, the bad dates are much worse. Right. Like, like, uh, like, like you're right. Like the, the, like the women, when they're like, no, it wasn't a good date. It's like, Oh, what happened? They're like the guy felt rapey. And it's like, wait, what? Yeah, shit? What? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He asked me to rate his penis yeah. and then, and, 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 and then he shoved it in my hand, like sh- shit like that. Yeah. You know? So it's, it, it's weird, like just dark shit. And so I, I think it's, it's ripe to be, uh, explored in a horror movie and so i was like man this this is going to be good right so this is a scathing condemnation of this scene right um do you think there was enough horror in the in that aspect in the trying to find love in today's world aspect of this so is this a horror story for you right so you know what's what's interesting about that is you're talking about the difference between the men and women um, in this aspect. And I think that one of the very, like, I mean, with, uh, like, let me just, let me just put it out there on the table. This is probably the quickest dick we've gotten to date, right? Like, like a, actual a, picture yeah. of a mm-hmm. dick, right? And so it's funny because I am sure there are a lot of dudes that were watching this that maybe don't have like platonic chick friends that mm-hmm. that are um that, that are on these dating apps and so to them that was probably horrifying right it's like oh how's it going cute dog what are you wearing bam here's my dick and i was like whoa right, right? but i know enough people that use these apps that like that's commonplace that's the way it is yeah yeah and so like but but so even but even if you like know that's the thing putting it in a movie that people are gonna watch and like shining a spotlight on it is horrific in the fact that that like I said, you got two sex of people, one who are like, ah, why would they do that? And then then you just got like every girl that's ever been on Tinder ever going, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrifying. Welcome to it? our world. Yeah, yeah. Like uh yeah, like I would <laughs> I would venture to I, I would assume that 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 most girls on Tinder have unwillingly seen far more dicks than they ever planned on. Right. And so so like this, so I yes. think that's probably true of every person in the world. Yeah, probably. You're you're right. You're right. I've seen way more dicks than I ever planned yeah. on seeing in my life. It's it's true. Um, YMCA's, right? I mean, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so it's it's interesting because it's not horror in the the con that particular part is not horror in the way that we usually think about it with like these supernatural scenarios or these slashers like it's horror in the fact that they took something that's awful about the real world and put it on hulu mm-hmm. right and, and not just in a documentary it's like no we're going to make it a movie we're going to like draw them in right and then we're going to show everybody how fucking stupid it is what women have to deal with on these dating apps. And, um, and so, yeah, like it was horrific because it was literally like cute dog. What are you wearing? Here's my dick. Like that was, that was the whole, and, and it's not like she was responding. Like it was just this guy having a conversation with himself and it was like and she I, knew where it was going yeah she, she put her that phone it, down yeah, yeah she put her phone down she knew it was just going to be text after text after text as soon as she saw the what are you wearing yep yeah i mean and so it's 
it's it's horrific because it's like like I said, the most reoccurring theme that we've dealt with. I mean, you go back when we did fear. Uh, the very first episode I did was Fear Street, which which addressed you know what women have to go through when it went all the way back to like the witches episode, and you know we've done Final Girl and we've done Love Witch, and we we've just done all of these things that that are constantly addressing this issue. But it was really cool to see them. There was no subtlety to the way that they addressed the horrors of being a modern woman in the dating scene. And it was so stark and in your face that, I mean, it's, it, it, it's kudos to them. I, I thought that that was very well done. I thought that it was a different type of horror, but it absolutely was kind of horrific, you know, because it's, we okay, so you're so you're in your 30s. I'm almost out of my 30s. I'll be 40 and in, in a year. Take it back. I'll be 39 next month. Um, but yeah. there's not that much between us. But you know, it was always like you weren't ever supposed to like talk to strangers, and you you weren't supposed to like. Then when the internet first rolled around, it was like never meet somebody from the internet, and now it's like the main way people meet. But it's just right. <laughs> it's it's just it's just interesting now to be like well that still was good advice because so many of the people that you meet on the internet are shit. Yeah. <laughs> now that being said, we met on the internet. That is true. <laughs> yeah. You know, like I, have, I've also never asked you what you're wearing and then immediately send you a picture of my penis. Right. Neither, I, you I, know, I waited are, an hour. Yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there was, there was a good rapport and it was like, ah, this guy's ready. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and like I said, for what it's worth, I, I'm not, you know, obviously we do this on the internet. The internet is everywhere, blah, 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 and not to sound all boomer about it, but it, it's, you know, there, there's plenty of positive to come out of it, but it's, it's like, I feel like it's a 50, 50 split at this point, right? Like we've got yeah. all the information in the entire world at our fingertips, but we're also, we, I say we, me and you are not quite as close as most women are probably only two texts away from getting a dick in their DMs, like right. at all times. So, um, and, and yeah, that's horrifying. And I think that, that they did a great job with it. I, I think that there's, um, for, for men who were unfamiliar with this, watching it now, you know, like you said, maybe you don't have a, a, a platonic female friend and, and you've never heard about this before. Also, just, just by the way, I use the word chick. And I'm sorry if that offends anybody. I, <laughs> I grew up on the beach. I use dude and chick. They they're 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 not gender neutral, but they they are in no way offensive. Like when you said female, I was like, man, I said chick like seven hundred times. Um, uh, you may not be aware of the fact that like this is a thing, you know that um, all you have to do is pay a dude just a little bit of attention. Like a modicum of attention, just, 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 just anything, and then it's like, hey, here's your, you know, here's, here's, here's what you want. I know it's what you want. Here's a picture of my dick, right? And no one wants that. No so one. no, no, no one. Uh, I've never, I've never once met a girl who was like, yeah, I've been talking to this guy. I just don't know what I, how I feel about him. If I could only see the dick, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, to me, this is presented in the movie as um like a modern home invasion you know oh. because your your safe space which is your uh your digital home 
is being invaded by these men who have no regard for your privacy, no regard for what you want. They're totally imposing themselves on you. And I'm not saying that it's akin to rape, but I am saying that it is an invasion. It's an invasion of your privacy. It's an invasion of your um, your morality for for some women. It's it's an invasion of uh, of of if you don't want it. It's an invasion in any way that you don't want it. Right. And um and and I think that that's that's a, a genre in horror that's been explored so many times, but to see it explored in this way here is I think a new way to see it explored. And and it starts with that very first date that she that she goes on where where the guy's a total dick, right? Oh um, my and it's God, really like, funny. It's really funny. It's, it's yeah, like like while well, well, yes that you know, I'm sure that that's horrific to like anyone who's ever been on a terrible date and you know, been on bad dates just never because of Tinder. But like <laughs> god, that was that that scene was so just like it was so uncomfortable. They did such a great job of putting you in that moment where it's like you just felt so bad for Noah and like and that dude. It was like they just took like every possible like douchey hipster like cringeworthy like meme and shoved it all into one guy. And I loved it. Yeah, it was. It, he was. He was such a Chad. You know, yes, yeah, that and, guy was a Chad. Yeah, he was, he was he was a straight Chad. And um for her to be like verbally accosted the way that she was when all she did, like she was saving him the the hassle of the yeah. you know, hey, so when's the next, you know, I haven't dated since high school, like I said, <laughs> you know, but like I would think like, hey, thanks for saving me the trouble. You know, right. it's not working out. All right. You know, thanks, you know, for spending an, an evening with me. And, you know, the way that he just unloads on her again, we have another invasion. You right. know, we have an invasion of, of her um, of, of her personality. You know, this the, the way that he gets on her, it's it's so aggressive. Right. And aggressive is, I think, the key term here, because whether it's being aggressive with your words or being aggressive with your digital self or being aggressive with a knife, you're being aggressive, right? You are an aggressor. And there's, there's certain things that men do that they just don't realize um, or, or maybe they do and they just don't care, right? That like, this is damaging. You are damaging yeah. a person right now. And and maybe it's because as a as a sex, our egos are too brittle to handle rejection. Who knows? I have no idea. I'm not a psychologist. Uh, I, I, I just, believe that's the, I believe that's the common consensus, though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It, uh, TikTok yeah. has taught me a few things. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, yeah, I'm old, but I'm on TikTok. I'm old, but I'm on TikTok. Yeah, um, I, I think audacity has something to do with it. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's a and, term I hear thrown around a lot. And and again, that's that's another thing that that if you're just you know if if you're if you're if you're a guy who has you know who only dated your if, even if you were younger and all you've ever done is dated your high school sweetheart and and married him, 
and, and you've never been in that. And like I said, and, and maybe your circle doesn't involve a lot of single people or something, you know, you might not be aware of it, that while that was like stark and it felt really, and, and it felt extremely harsh because it was, what that was was a harsh reality of what a lot of from what Twitter has taught me a lot of women go through when they try to just be straight up and down with a guy and just be like, yeah, it's, it's not working. Right. Like I get it. Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Tonight was tonight, but this isn't going to go anywhere. So let's, let's call a spade a spade. And that, that response of like, whatever, bitch, you're not hot anyway. Right. You know, like that, 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 that seems to be like default response. For these mm-hmm. fucking red pill assholes and, <laughs> and and it's just it's so bizarre to me like i was a fat kid in high school right i spent a lot of time getting rejected by chicks and never once did it occur to me like oh well then fuck you right like that right never crossed my mind not once, like even once I got to college and I was still a fat kid and, and I still spent a lot of time getting rejected by chicks. Like it was, it was never once was it for me to be like, Oh, you know, like, yeah, no, I didn't even like you anyway. Right. Like, no. So I was like, all right, cool. You know, like, right. I don't, yeah. it's, and so again, like if you're not familiar with the fact that this is the waking nightmare that so many single women have to live in then scenes like that that i found funny because it just seemed like twitter come to life might be horrific to you right right? like i you know i'm i I, i'm on twitter enough that i see these types of things all the time and it's just like oh yeah no so these dudes are real and then they put it up they're like ah they did the twitter thing but like if you're (laughs) if if you're not familiar with this you're like why would anybody be like that and by the way if you didn't wonder why would anybody would be like that and it's not because of overuse of twitter then you're the asshole like yeah uh, let's let's just go ahead and if you thought that that was like an emotionally appropriate response go ahead and turn us off now because fuck you we don't like you right right yeah yeah let me let me go ahead and just delineate from that part of anybody who may be in our podcast. Like, if you thought that was no an appropriate one deserves response, to be treated that way, then you can fuck right off because we're done with you. So yeah. it's just it, it's fascinating. You know, like I was talking about Fear Street earlier, right? Fear Street addressed the idea of the witch panic and looking back at this, and then and then brought it to terms in a way that was real, and and we could kind of look at it in modern terms. This was amazing in the fact that it took something that is so modern and made it far more public, right? Like that's, that's, that's the horror element of what we got there is it was like, Hey, this happens. And if you didn't know, then be horrified and make sure that you aren't this guy and you're not friends with this guy. Cause you're right. Like I, I, I have friends that are in the dating scene and, and, to the best of my knowledge, yeah, when they talk about bad dates, it's like, yeah, it just wasn't really working. We weren't into the same thing, you know, like, ba 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 Yeah, that's, I dig that, right? Like, find the right person. But, like, let let one person I know be like, oh, yeah, she was a bitch, right? Like, she told me she didn't like me. Like, that doesn't make her a bitch, dude. No. <laughs> she just doesn't like you, right? right? And so it's, <laughs> it's, just, it's just fascinating to see these things that – when you live in the internet, you know we're out there. But if you're just somebody who just kind of is in the general realm of the internet, you might not understand 
is out there. Like it, it's really cool to bring that to a, to light. And we were talking about how easy it is to make something that you're forcing the modernity into it, it, how easy it is for it to feel stale, but it, in, in keeping with the fact that they titled this movie correctly, all of those things felt very fresh. Yeah. And um, I, the thing is that the, the horror of dating, I think, um, even though it's, it's it, obviously there's, there's commentary on what the modern dating scene is. Right. But the horror doesn't stop when she begins a more, when she meets a guy in a more traditional way. Which, by the way, I will never forget my dad telling me when I was coming to college, my dad was like, you're not going to meet the best chicks on campus. You're going to meet them at the grocery store. And so, like, that was, that was like, my dad gave me, my, my dad was like, uh, you know, wrap it up. Uh, meet chicks at the grocery store, <laughs> do your homework, right? Like those, those like the three yeah. things my dad sent me to college with. And and so with, with Sage <laughs> advice. Yeah. Honestly, I hope to pass those three tips along to my son when he yeah. goes to college someday. <laughs> Honest to God, all three of those are really good tips. Um, but uh it was I loved the fact that when she did meet the guy who ends up ultimately being the worst guy because yeah, we can talk right. all day about the fact that scarf dude was an asshole, but at least he didn't eat her <laughs> in a not good way. Right. Like, yeah. And, and he, she met him in a grocery store. So yeah. So you look at it. It's like, well, shit. Now I, I can only suppose that as a woman in America, it's not safe to meet anyone anywhere. And and, and I, I I think that that's part of the horror here is that if you're a woman in America, like you're never safe. Um, there was there was one thing that she did, which you know I I remember the first time I heard it, I didn't understand, and and then I, I heard it more and more, and I was like. Oh, so this is just something that you do all the time. Yeah, Walk, walking to your car with your car keys um like through your fingers like wolverine ready ready to just yes like like stab someone and the first time i heard that i was like oh, well that's you know really for real and and then the more i heard it the more i thought about it i was like well holy fuck yes you are violated i mean in every possible way you know uh, you have to prepare yourself for this yeah i, so, I mean like I'll never forget the first time I had, I not I had a discussion with somebody about the concept of the male feminist, mm -hmm. right? And and I had a friend of mine who was like I, she was like I can understand where you you posit yourself as a male feminist because you you believe in all of these things. She was like, but it's it's a concept that she was like, but that 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 idea of unequal inequality is something that you can never fully understand. And I was like, I mean, I get it, right? Like, I, I see, I talk to people, I hear things. She was like, no. She was like, because you'll never understand what it's like to have to walk to your car in a parking garage and because you hear footsteps hold your keys between your fingers yeah. like that. And so when she did that in the movie, I was like, oh my God, like that's the exact scenario that like that, that was given to me as something I would never understand. And it's, and yeah, so it was just, it, it was it was it was interesting to see it up there because, like I said, the the first time I had that conversation with somebody, that was the exact example they gave me. And, and so it, we we see that constantly 
throughout those first 30 minutes of, of the movie, we know as the audience that there is something off about Steve. Right. But because he's so disarmingly charming – which, you know, he, he it, disarmed me too. Yeah, I mean, look at him, you know, but that's part of it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. We, we you you never think that it's going to be the good looking guy. Right. You know, it's like, well, he's good looking. Why would he? You know, it's never going to be the charming guy because, well, why would he? You know, and, and he uses this to his advantage. He's the ultimate predator. And, and so where is a woman safe, really? nowhere right and 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 that that horror of i'm preying on you and uh you know well you know, her friend molly like you know what's his instagram well he doesn't do social media red flag number red one red flag yeah you know but you're so enamored with this guy being the antithesis of all these other guys that you've been uh you know having so little success with that you're like hey this has got to be what a good dude is. Yeah. And you're not, you're not seeing all these other red flags, you know, and, 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 and so you're throwing yourself into this so quickly. That's scary. That's yeah. really scary. You know, that, you know, it, it, let's say that they don't really establish how long a time period it was that they were together, but it had to have been only a couple of weeks before they at go on vacation most, at, at most a couple most. of weeks. So, you know, how do you know that this person that you're spending all this time with that you've invited into your home that is sleeping in your bed? How do you know that you're not going to wake up chained somewhere? Yeah, you really don't. You really don't. And and I, as as a dude, don't have this fear. Right. You as a dude don't have this fear. Correct. But all women have this fear. Yeah, it's it's a it's it's a really bizarre thing. And like I said, as 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 my friend Kelly pointed out to me, like it's something that you can uh, that you can hear about and you can you can, you know, side with, but you can never really fully understand. South Park actually did an episode. Uh, it was about race, but it was the same similar yeah. lesson. Right. It was like Stan having to admit to Tolkien like. I'll never fully understand, but like, I'm here for you type thing. Right. So, but as, as we discussed the fact that this addresses just the, the, the concepts and the ideas of, of the, the horror that is the modern dating scene that really only goes for the first 30 minutes of the movie. Mm -hmm. What we get after that is a straight up abduction horror where we find out that the reason he's been so charming and so wonderful to her is that he's going to kidnap her and he's going to keep her alive because there are a lot of really rich people. He refers to them, I believe, as the 1% of the 1%. Yeah. Who are willing to pay ridiculous amounts of money for human meat. Mm -hmm. And that the meat is better when it's fresh, hence the title of the movie. So he's got to keep them alive. And so we get this entire storyline of Sebastian Stan as a guy who abducts women slices pieces of them off but can keep but knows how to like cauterize them and everything because he apparently actually was a doctor or a plastic surgeon before right. he got into the human meat business and, <laughs> and yeah i know it's, it's as, a it's as an up and coming industry as i said it i was like i'm just gonna keep rolling with this like that's a real thing <laughs> and and so there's there's 
there's there's a lot of subtext here, right? Like there's 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 just, there's just the overt horror of somebody might kidnap me and sell my thigh to a, an Asian man with a lot of money. I'm not being racist. There was an Asian man eating right. um, the humans in the movie, but it you know like there's there's that overt horror, but there's a lot of subtext here to the way that it was presented to us, the people who are doing the buying, the people who are doing the selling the way the whole thing works was presented in a way that I think you would have to be extremely tone deaf to miss out on. Mm -hmm. So when you're looking at the subtext here, like how did you read into the, the undertones of the horror in that second two thirds of the movie? So let's say that I was totally blind. Fair. Or 100% dumb. I think that this would still work as a movie. I think that it was still right. compelling and it was it was it was a great thriller. Now it becomes a horror movie I think when you start to really read into it. And um I guess that's what we would call an elevated horror movie these days. Right. right? That's that's what, that's that's what we've talked about with a couple, right? Like that yeah. idea of of finding a new level for things. Um for me the continuing aspect of this is the horror of what it's like to be a woman in today's world shifts from this is what it's like to be a woman in the dating world to this is what it's like to be a woman preyed on right and and i i think that one of the most subtly horrific things that we see in this movie is um, and and it, it's tied with um, a scene where we see um, Noah being um, the survivor, right? Where she yes. has decided, I'm, I'm going to, to have dinner. I'm going to use the fact that he likes me against him so that I can try to escape somehow. Uh, and he serves her a breast. And he yes. says, and he says that it might taste familiar, right? We know that this has happened after he has abducted Molly. The suggestion here is that this is Molly's breast, right? Yes. Um, you caught on to that as well, right? It's not just yes. Me. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Okay. I, I firmly believe that it that it was Molly's. Yes. There's um, and, and then we see another scene later where like she's gotten like thrown around the kitchen and she's holding her chest so mm -hmm. like this is where her wound is you know and we see everyone holding themselves differently at the end of the movie what we see hobbling away is a woman who's missing her breast or breasts a woman who is missing her leg and a woman who is missing her her ass yes these are the body parts that women are like sublimated to in society right um you we often say, well, are you a boob guy, a butt guy or a leg guy? Right. And 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 so to see these three survivors represent these things like this Ouch. is what men want. Oh. Sorry, um, your cat. This is, yeah, this is our <laughs> tiny cat. And she's pissed with me right now that like the, the chair that I'm sitting in doesn't leave her a lap to be in. And she just slipped and clawed the crap out of my thigh so i'm trying to adjust her, but i'm listening yes sorry. <laughs> um it, it, we we see them running away and like th this is what men um like just boil women down to right their their parts and and it's these specific parts that have been taken from them because it's what men take from them it's what the men want uh every single one of the people 
uh, these Satanists, as we come to find out, right? Because yes. every plate has that symbol of Baphomet. And um, there's <laughs> uh, – was it Baphomet? It was Baphomet. You know, right? no, it was. It was. I just – Satanist is a weird word, right? Like it's, but yeah, like I mean, no, I, I, I get that. That's the, that's the, that's the, the imagery the, that they're the, using. Yeah, the connotation and the imagery yeah. that, that they wanted to portray. Right. It's just you know, it, it's it, it that 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 part it's not was, fair. It's not fair to say it's not fair. It's not fair to Satanist. That's it's, that's kind of what fair I'm to getting at, right? To, like to what Satanists really are. Right. Uh, and so, and but so again, I think I, it's symbolic. Yes, no, it absolutely is. It's mm-hmm. just when you said it though, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, that did that. That kind of irked the the shit out of me, right? Like, yeah, like it. It's I, I can only imagine it's the way that that somebody who firmly like believes in Wicca feels anytime they're just like, ah, oh, she's a witch, and like right. that's like the whole plot twist. But anyway, I'm not I'm not actually a Satanist. I just I I, I empathize uh, with with a lot of things they do. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and anyone who you know truthfully has ever um studied what the the church of satan is about would know this right uh it, human sacrifice is not something that that they're, that they're into they're not cannibals um so uh, but 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 we see this with them they're all men they're all men and so they're they're subjugating women to to simply being their parts right um and when when he's asked by noah when steve is asked by noah why just women he says women taste better. Um, and I, I don't think it's that women taste better because um, I could never tell you. Now, I haven't eaten meat in many years, but I couldn't tell you when I ate a boy cow and when I ate a girl cow. The 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 one minor like adjustment I would give to that. Well, I do agree that the reason they threw that line in there was because of what you're getting at. I, I am not a hunter. Um, I don't like getting up early. I don't like the cold. I don't like being quiet. I'm no good. Right. (laughs) Like, um, but I do know plenty of people living here in Alabama, working in Brookwood who hunt. And they do say that when you get a doe, the, the meat is better than when you get a buck. Like you get bucks for trophies, you get does for meat. So that's interesting. So, so there, there, there does seem to be a little bit of logic there, but I do believe that the reason that they did it in this movie is what you're getting at now. Just, but I'm just throwing that out there before somebody, you know, slides that's in the DMS to be like, female meat is better. Calm down, (laughs) chief. (laughs) Um, Well, yeah, I'm not a hunter either. So uh, this isn't, but I I could never have told you when the animal that I ate was a male or a female. Right. I I I wouldn't have tasted the the subtle differences there. Um. So well, uh, for for me that that was one of the most important subtexts going on here uh, that like we relegate women to their parts and we'll take those parts from them they're not they don't belong to them they belong to us well and i think another important piece of that exact puzzle that you're putting together is the fact that it's not like he was just shipping these people you know a ribeye and saying it came from a a, a girl he was also shipping them their their underwear yeah pictures of them like the, it was obvious that there was not only women taste better but that there was a a male crowd mm-hmm. that that was into this because you're right it was 
it was relegating women to the body parts that we look at them, but then also making sure that the parts of the things about a woman or the parts of a woman that, that you would ogle um, are, are, are also included in it, right? Like they, they made you think it's like, okay, not only does this guy want to eat a girl's uh, buttocks, but also he wants to sniff her panties, right? Like mm-hmm. the, it was, you know, it was, it was that same thing, but that's because when you, when you are a person who boils a, a female down to just a sex object, what do you care about? You care about boobs, butts, and thighs, mm-hmm. right? Like in legs. And, and you care about what they're wearing, which was presented to us earlier in the movie when we got the, the stark text of nice mm-hmm. dog. Okay, now what are you wearing? Yeah. So then we're reminded that these worst people immediately just want to know what a woman's wearing because it's important to these guys that are paying buku dollars for these boxes because that house that he lived in was dope. Yeah. Like even it, like even if you just remove like the dungeon, right? Like <laughs> it had and this was his second house. Yes, exactly. He had like a normal house with the family that he yeah. lived in. And this one was Oh, and that's another full, thing I want to get into. Yeah, with just a full ass house with a dungeon, but it had like this really cool like 70s swinger vibe. Yeah. And you know, it's like, and and but like, so so obviously, he's making good money because he quit. We, we can't stress enough, he quit being a plastic surgeon to do this. So, there's obviously money in it. And so, all these guys that have all this money, what do they want? They want to they want to actually like eat a body part of the girl, but they want to know the most intimate parts of this girl the most sexual parts intimate's not the right word their sexual is the right word there they want the most sexual parts of this woman and that's a picture of her face her underwear her lingerie whatever it may be that she convinced her to pack for this trip to the cabin and so you you, you get that and there's that subtext but there's also this really and i mean it's it's not it's not covert. It's just the, the secondary subtext here, which is just the idea that we live in a world where money is power. Mm-hmm. And if you have enough money, you get what you want. And, you know, we, like I said, they're, 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 they weren't, it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't even, it, it, it almost wasn't even subtext, right? It was just like, like I said, he referred to him as the 1% of the 1%. And uh, hold on. Throw, um, Throw up Frank Kowalski's comment here because he's he's absolutely right. This is what I'm getting at. He says that one meatball was 35K. Just imagine the pounds of meat we send Steve, send to yeah. his clients. Absolutely. He, he serves Noah one meatball. And he says that's about $35,000. And it was literally a meatball. Not a plate of spaghetti with a bunch of meatballs. It was one. Mm-hmm. And he says that's $35,000. So there's also this interesting idea presented in this movie that, that, that just says, um, you know, like, uh, yeah, if you got enough money, you get what you want. End of story. Like if you're, if you're I like, I, and I'm, mm, this is how my brain works. Right. Because <laughs> I don't, I, I just, mm. I would. I can only imagine that if Jeff Bezos wanted to eat a human, that it would not be that hard for him to find somebody that would sell him a human body. Because 
to to eat like because the Jeff fucker Bezos, built a cock that yeah, shot off into space exactly. he can he can he can eat a human if he wanted to i'm willing to bet jeff bezos has eaten a person before <laughs> throwing that out there jeff you bezos, heard it on shiver first you heard it on shiver first <laughs> jeff bezos ate a person one time um and so but there's there's just this this interesting it's hack to do a movie where money equals power mm-hmm it's interesting to do to to do a movie where it's money equals get whatever you want, even if that's not power. Like there's they do these really bizarre montages of the people that he sells to. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's the one guy, he's an Asian businessman or a gangster or something. There's the one guy who it's like chopped up like dog food and he's got the collar on and no shirt. Mm-hmm. Like, like they do a good job of being like rich people do all sorts of things. Right. But <laughs> mm, when it comes down to it, like the one fuck the one percent of the one percent, the the one percent are dickheads. Right. Like, and so I, I just, I, I have no problem believing that there's a percentage of them that like to eat people and that there's a market for it. It's just fascinating to kind of see somebody attack it like that. Right. To mm-hmm. just, to just throw it out there. And, well, and we've, and we've to, seen to lay it on the line like similar that. concepts before, like uh, what was this movie? The most dangerous game. Right. You know, uh, the, the rich will always. Are you talking about the past with John Leguizamo? <laughs> uh the the rich will always do things simply because they can right um you know because there's there's a level of of wealth that a person can can attain where they're now untouchable and where nothing is exciting anymore and so what can be exciting well i'm going to pay you to let me eat you or yeah, I'm I mean, pay the, you to let me hunt you. The you know, purge that, that sort of thing. Yeah, like, yeah, the purge exactly. Was like, sure, there are people who just get out their frustrations, but look, rich people throw parties and pay poor people so that they can murder them, guilt free. Like, exactly. I mean, it's it's something that's always it, that that has been addressed before, but it's just I. It's something I'll never grow tired of seeing in a movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. like, like anytime it can be thrown on stage that the uber rich are probably the worst people in the world, then I'm going to lap that up because that that's just me. There's one other thing that they went into in this movie that I found fascinating. And it's what some women have to do to survive. Um, for some, that means living with Stockholm Syndrome. Where, like, you literally have to convince yourself that you're in love with this person, this uh, this abuser, this, you know, captor to survive uh, because you cannot accept the situation that you're in. He he tells her this. He was like, you have to accept the situation. And if you cannot, you convince yourself that, well, you're in love. You convince right. yourself that this is that this is romance and not violence. Um, we we see a hint of this with Penny. The I, I think it's when Noah comes back after she's had her butt cut off and Penny says, but he can be kind of sweet, though. Right. Right. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like Melissa clearly has already lost her mind. 
Penny's well on her way. And then when we meet his wife and she's missing a leg, Mm-hmm. I don't think that that was from birth. I don't think that that was from no. an accident. I think the suggestion here is that she was a victim who worked her way, who found that she could exploit him and became his wife and then somehow got in on the enterprise because yeah. it's either that or she is also suffering from Stockholm syndrome. Right. Yeah. I mean, and you, you can like, I just kind of got the, once I saw that she only had the one leg, I was like, okay, so she was a girl that he abducted and then kind of flipped him. And now she's just, and then once you find out she's part of the whole situation, it's like, okay, so dollar signs turn this broad, right? Like that's, you know, she's, she's living that American dream. You know, they've got this, They've got this this cute little house and all their, you know, all their bathrooms and everybody's everything's just spectacular. They're somewhere in the suburbs. And if the if the price to pay to live what uh, I'm going to throw out a magazine name here and I don't know if it's right or not. Cosmopolitan tells you is the American Mm -hmm. dream, then the price to pay is to just understand that your husband sells human meat. Right. The the other form of survival that we see here is um, self sacrifice. Um, Noah has has to completely like turn on everything that she holds dear and eat human meat. Yeah, and to survive, to like it, and pretend to like it, and 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 she does this because she knows that this is her one chance at survival. Now, I think. I think it would be awful stupid to say that there's no chance that men are abused and there's no chance that <clears throat> men have to deal with their own shit in the dating world. I mean, obviously, stuff like that happens, too. But on the scale that it happens for women, there's no chance. There's absolutely no chance. So uh, this this is a uniquely female horror movie yeah and 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 it's one where where i think you you have to be able to um like disassociate yourself with your sex and your gender if you're a man watching this movie to to really appreciate the horror and and if you can i think that there's a lot to find scary here and and it is something that can be eye-opening for certain people if they're willing to let it be Right. And that that was something I kept falling back on was the fact that there were there were there were elements. There were a lot of elements that I found that I found horrifying in this. But I kept falling back on that idea of like, man, how many people are going to watch this and find it shocking? Mm -hmm. Right. And, And I'm not just talking about like shocking in the concept of like, oh, I fed you your friend's boob. Like, right. I, you know, but like, like we went back to at the very beginning, like how many people watch this and are just shocked that some dude just sent an unsolicited dick pic, right? Like that's, that's a fascinating element of this movie to me is I would, I, I wish, I wish that there was a poll out there was like, did you know that this happened? Like, right. And like a bunch of dudes on Twitter could be like. No, I would never do that. Like, I can't believe it. And whether or not they were lying, at least I'd have some numbers right. on, <laughs> on how many people found that shocking. Um, so this this kind of is a good segue, I think, into our our final section here, which is 
uh, Steve himself Steve. as as the villain, right? Um, he is a rather charming villain, right? Yes. Um, and he's not alone in that category. We have seen other charming villains before, um, you know, guys like Hannibal Lecter. I think that he mm-hmm. kind of channeled a little bit of that Hannibal Lecter there. I can see it. Um, so how, how does he stack up in the pantheon of horror psycho killers? Right. So you're, you're looking, you're looking at, uh, what was the name of Brendan, right? Like he was, yeah, was Steve, Brendan, was Brendan, Brendan, Steven, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, so you're looking at this guy and, and, you know, we've, we've made no qualms about the fact that, that Sebastian Stan's an attractive man, right? So you're looking at this guy who's attractive. He's charming. He manages to spark up a conversation with a woman in the grocery store about grapes. <laughs> you know, he 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 does it. He does it all right. He's he, they he really do taste like cotton candy. Right. Exactly. It's like this whole <laughs> thing. He's got this this touching story about his niece. And well, let me at least get your number. So when I tell my niece this story, like I'm never going to do anything with it. Right. But when I tell my niece this story, I'd be like, yeah, and I got this girl's number. And and he he just he checks all the boxes right and so it's it's such an interesting thing because you're right hannibal lecter is is absolutely the shortest line to draw here um you've got this guy who you know and even even with the original silence of the lambs like hopkins has got nothing on like modern day sebastian stan but charisma that that's just looks when you look at charisma these guys are like god tier charisma players like these are guys who understand exactly what they're doing and it's it's psychotic in the fact that every word and every movement and everything is calculated to and excruciating detail. Mr. Kowalski just came and said Steve actually meets Noah while she stands under a fresh meat sign. Very nice detail. I hadn't noticed that. That's, I did uh, not either because they were they were funny. like in the vegetable area because yeah. they got the shower and they made the joke about it. But the 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 level of calculated that we get out of Steve is if he didn't kill and sell people, you would say is admirable. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, and there's, there's the cat again. She's very, she's very interested in what's going on. Um, It's there's, there's something about the way that Steve conducts himself, even when he's okay. So, so they go, they, they go to the cabin and he mixes her up a drink and she makes the mistake of not watching him make her drink. And she passes out. And he's she well, also an interesting like idea was when she woke up and um, didn't immediately think something had gone wrong. Right. Like she woke up and was like, oh, I slept. Yeah. Um, but then he he's immediate. I drugged you. You're chained up now. I'm going to sell you for meat. And it's so calm. Yeah. Right. There's there's nothing to it. Right. Like when you look at, you know, kind of the dictionary definition of a psychopath being somebody who who has no emotion like that's when we realize that he's kind of at that level and so man it's like like i said i I think that hannibal lecter is probably just just the absolute best line that you've drawn like i've been trying to kind of 
think of other people that I would put on the same level. John Doe from Seven uh, kind yeah. of falls into the same type of thing where he's so pragmatic and and everything makes sense in his brain. So it doesn't matter if it's criminal or if it's violent or if it hurts people. Like I can kind of put him on that level of of psychopathy where it's just he he's making money. He sees what he's doing. He's eventually kind of broken down by somebody who does reach in and find that emotion, but which also kind of happened to Hannibal Lecter. Depends on if you're going by the movie or the yep. book uh, mm-hmm. theory, um, uh, not theory story. So it's just, I also got hints of um, psychologically uh, similar to this character, uh, but Annie Wilkes, in, oh uh, misery the fact yeah. that, that he's holding her against her will that he's trying to make her see that like there is a purpose for her but also it's there. because of how much he likes her exactly yeah to me there's psychologically there's 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 a direct line between annie wilkes and steve yeah okay that one makes sense i like that yeah it's it's just he's in we're we're so used to seeing the killers in these movies, even once they're kind of revealed, still unravel. And it's safe to say that until he was, until he had been, you know, just just beaten until he was almost dead, Steve really held it together. Yeah, like we never like the only unraveling we saw of him was not because of his own psychosis eating him alive inside or however that story's supposed to go. You know, it was just because now he was just getting beaten by people he thought he was better than. Well, and he, was, so, he had the same thing done to him that he had right. been doing to the women, right? Because she ate him. She bit off yeah. his manhood. She made him no more. Mm. Yeah. Uh, mm. I, I don't care how evil a guy is. I always feel for him. Look, I, like that happens. This, mm, this and the movie Teeth both involve. Oh, what a great uh, movie. Just, just incredible. Future episode, I'm sure. The movie yeah. Teeth, people, come on. But this and the movie Teeth are two movies we're very bad guys. <laughs> yeah. Get their dicks bitten off. Yeah. And while I feel no sympathy for them, mm-hmm. I physically feel their oh, pain. Oh, of course. Yeah. No, the the, the phantom pain is real. Oh, very um, much so. Yeah. No, I, I turtled crazy uh when that happened. I'm like, no, 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 no. You you go inside so that no one could no ever one. cut you off. No one. No, no, this no, is no. where you live now. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Um, I, um, yeah, if, if we're using, you know, the, the symbolism that we always like to talk about, right. Um, him losing his, his manhood, right. His penis is, is him losing what it is that makes him a man. He is now effectively, right. He's been feminized. He's, he's a, he's a a woman now and he can't handle that. (laughs) He can't Mm -hmm. handle that. Now he is the very, animal right that he has been hunting that he's the very animal that he eats right he says he doesn't eat animals i loved i love that line by the way like when when, because they're they're sitting there eating and he goes no i don't eat animals and i went all right well played because i see you because you do eat meat 
right. if you don't eat animals. And I, I know, I know where this is going, and that was mm-hmm. a very well placed line. Yeah, so it was. Um, that's that's when there's that psychotic break in him, when he is no longer a man. Um, you know, and and that's to go back to like the fragile ego that that men have right we place so much value on our penis right so much so that we have to send it to women right unsolicited right like hey what are you wearing here's my dick right Right, because it's because it is it is all that makes you virile and powerful right right so when she sees it she's just going to lust after you which Mm -hmm. i can only assume is the theory behind sending unsolicited (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now now that it's gone that's what there's a there's an immediate change it's like a switch has been flicked and he begins to whine and complain right no come yes. back you know it's it's a totally different that's a totally different person yeah there there's uh there's also this really um just going back to the horror elements that are wrapped up that that are involved in being a woman here there's there's also this really interesting idea of the fact that his wife was because of the fact that we can only assume that she's a survivor of all of this she was very aware of the fact that his let's call it a lifestyle <laughs> led him to constantly be meeting new young women and there's a scene where she's looking in the mirror and I kind of half kept expecting her to like be wearing someone else's face or something. Right. But yeah, it, it was weird. But like upon when it kept going, I was like, I really think that that's just her being super self-conscious of the fact that this guy's into younger women. And if she starts to look old, then how long is it before she becomes the next meal that, that he's sending out? But I did have this moment where I was like, is there going to be a scene where we find out she's wearing one of his victims' faces? Because if so, it's done with a face-off level of expertise. Yeah. Like, like if that had actually been, like, one of his victims' faces that he had put on his wife, like, I don't know how this dude wasn't making enough money being a plastic surgeon. <laughs> when, uh, you know, when, when, when you really are committed to a lifestyle, it's not about the money. You right. Know, love what you do and you'll never work a day in your life. <laughs> that's what they told us when we started teaching, folks. Oh yeah. And that's what they tell us every year when it rolls around like you don't really get a raise this year or you do and it's not equivalent to cost of living. But hey, anyway, <laughs> the ranch for another day. But anyway, it's just when you look at Steve, it's it's so bizarre because until until that moment that she bites his penis off what we get is one of the most calm and collected people that we've ever seen presented on screen Mm -hmm. as an obvious psychopath and it's it's we've done a lot of slashers on here we've talked a lot about the fact that we we fall back on the slasher because they're fun Mm -hmm. and steve is the antithesis of the slasher um, you know, and not to say that like a Michael Myers isn't isn't calculating. The dude's never ran ever, but he's <laughs> <laughs> but he's you know, Steve is he he's out for he he's not it's not just it's not well it's not about the kill for him at all, right? Like we find out, you know, because he specifically mentions like 
I'm cauterizing your your buttocks so that you don't bleed out. Remember, I used to be a doctor. Mm -hmm. And then we see these women that are missing body parts and stuff. And it's like, this is solely a dude that's driven because you're right. Like there comes a point where you probably have enough money. This is a dude that's just kind of driven by liking doing it. Mm-hmm. And and the 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 sexual element of actually being a trip because we do find out that he doesn't sleep with all of these girls. Right. You know, like because they make a big deal when when uh, the other girl's like, oh my gosh, you like you you actually got to have sex with him? Like, was it was she's it, like, Oh, I'm not slut shaming you. <laughs> yeah, like I'm not slut shaming you. Like, that's great. Like he's he's not a bad guy. And so you know that he's not just like bang him and then sell him. Like it's it's so there there was something with Noah that that led to all this, but this is a guy who obviously has it all. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of where he goes with it. And again, we go back to that that 1% idea of like if you got enough money and you do it right, then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. So it's just I mean he's 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 a fascinating character. It, it was it was it was presented very well, but so now we get to the point in the show where we like to rate the movie. Now, if you're new to the show or if you just need a quick reminder, I would like to tell you that we only rate a movie against itself. So when we look at each movie, we create a unique rating system and I will go ahead. I'm going to, I'm going to give you some behind baseball uh, on this, this aspect. Normally when Dave and I create show notes, when we get to rating, one of us will suggest like five different rating systems for the movie. And then we, we, we debate and we pick one that we think is the best. This is the first time this has happened since I've been on the show. Dave sends me show notes and there's only one suggestion for what the rating should be. And it was so perfect. I just had to be like, uh, yeah. So Dave, out of a possible five familiar tasting boobs, (laughs) (laughs) what do you give the movie fresh? Man, you know, I, um, I'm stalling right now because I still don't know (laughs) Fair, what vamp, what what, what yeah what what I'm gonna rate this? Um, I like this movie a lot, um, and the more I talked about it, the more I liked it. Like I was thinking uh, when when I first saw it, I was like, man, this was really good. Maybe this will get like four stars. And uh, as I was writing up the show notes yesterday, I was like, oh man, you know, maybe this will get like four and a half stars. Um, I'm having a hard time thinking about why it shouldn't have five but i'm also having a hard time thinking about why it, it shouldn't be four and a half instead same of five boat. same boat. so we're, um, we're rowing together here Chief. yeah so like i i just i don't know what would promote it from four and a half to five but i also don't know what would demote it from five to four and a half so i think i'm going to err on the side of caution here and I'm going to go four and a half out of five, because if I can't quite figure out what makes it perfect, then maybe there is something missing. Right. Um, and and may, maybe it's not that there's something missing, but maybe it's just that it's less perfect, you know, um, because we have given a number of five star, not five star, but, you know, five whatever ratings right. before. Um, and. Maybe there was a point in 
or two in, in, in the movie where I, I reached for my phone to, you know, uh, catch up on my correspondence or you know whatever <laughs> so um <laughs> a civil war <laughs> dearest stephanie <laughs> um but it i i i did enjoy it a lot i foresee myself recommending this movie to a lot of different people the fact that as we said it was gruesome without being gory this is the kind of movie that you can sell as a thriller to those that are not really horror heads and you can sell as a horror movie to those that are it's um it's pretty great i just can't figure out why it's not five stars so for that i think it's going to be Four and a half familiar tasting boobs, which is one and a half more than the woman in Total Recall had. And <laughs> um, and I think that's quite a feat. Right. I mean, because let's face it, for most of our lives, that's been the gold standard. Right. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a way to reword anything you said that would make it any better. Because that's exactly where I realized I was as we've been recording. There's there's some sort of X factor that's missing here that's going to keep me from giving it five. But I can't put my finger on it. Right? Like, so I can't think of a reason to not give it five. Except for the fact that that doesn't feel right. Right. Yeah. And so I understand exactly what you're saying. I think that we're presented with a very modern take on a classic idea of a horror movie villain. I think that we are presented with a lot of very subtle horror things while also being given some very over-the-top horror things. I mean, that chase scene through the woods at the end and just everything they go through with him and his wife and just trying to survive and all of that stuff is so good. Like I can't, I can't see my, excuse me. I can't see myself not, if anybody comes to me and is like, Oh, I'm, I'm looking to watch a scary movie. Like, is there anything new out? Like, I can't think of anybody who comes to me with that idea that I wouldn't suggest this to, mm -hmm. but there's just something that feels like it shouldn't be five. So I'm going to go right there with you. Four and a half familiar tasting boobs. <laughs> um, because it was, it was so good. And I didn't know if I was going to go that high kind of until we, uh, uh, until we started talking, but it was, it was very good. And also part of my, Part of my rating is coming from the fact that I was ready to be disappointed by this, and I wasn't. <laughs> uh, so there you have it. We got Kowalski's Four. racing over here. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Oh, wow. Kowalski, Kowalski got above goes and beyond. A full on five out of five familiar tasting boobs. He says, I love the background music, Radiohead. Yeah. Maybe, that's, maybe that's where the half star was lost uh, for me. Uh, I love the ending with Paul dipping. Uh, from the cabin and having the woman, the women save themselves while at the very end, Chad texts Noah. Um, that was another thing that I thought was great. Um, Paul, the um, the bartender in in a moment of absolute realism. Drives up 
and here's absolute chaos going on, right? The right. gunshots, you know, pop, 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 people screaming, and he says, nope. And he gets back in his car, and he drives the fuck away. And that's a very real thing, and I think also goes to uh, reinforce that message that um, women can't rely on men. Correct. <laughs> they, have, they have to save themselves. I did think that as uh, wrapped up in a neat little bow as that was there at the end, it was real nice to see the women save themselves and, yeah. and, and to, and, and to be the, the heroines in their own story. Not, have, not have white have knighted. A, what's that? Not have them white knighted. Exactly. Not have them white knighted and just have them be bad as fuck women. Also at the risk of, of sounding just a little prejudiced about this. Did you get Theo vibes? From that dude, like, did he remind you of Malcolm Jamal Warner at all, or am I just standalone huh. in that? Like, like when he first showed up, I was like, I know that's not Malcolm Jamal Warner because he's older than that now. But right. this dude kind of looks and sounds like Malcolm Jamal Warner. Like, like I get Theo vibes from this. I guy. I didn't as I was watching, but now that you mention it, yes, okay, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he he did he did have a a similar uh way of carrying himself yes yeah because yeah. yeah like i said it wasn't just that he looked like him like the way that like he talked and like his mannerisms i was like yeah this dude's a lot like theo anyway <laughs> so so there you go four and a half familiar tasting boobs uh you heard it here first uh on shiver your horror movie podcast and if you enjoyed this you can check out other geek bro network podcasts like what's up bro mount geek more uh better let me tell you uh, seasons a tv podcast kick flicks crimacopia um, a dose of ellie comedy fitness and you can find them all where daniel you can find them over at geekbro.net, uh, where all of those shows are located. You can also head to shiverpod.com. That will take you to our section of geekbro.net. Uh, one of my summer plans, if you're new to the show, Dave and I are teachers. One of my summer plans is to kind of overhaul what shiverpod.com is, so keep an eye out for that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you head to Tee Public and you search for Shiver Pods, you can find all of our merchandise. We've Shiverpod will take our amazing logo, and they will put it on anything. Um, so make sure you head over there and check that out. If you like the show, all of our social media is at shiver pod. We try to keep up the interactions on our Instagram. We've met a lot of fantastic people out there. And so in that note, I'm going to go ahead and throw it out there. Now we're going to be posting it up to Instagram in a little bit. We are going to stretch month of movies that are new to both of us out one more week because of the two weeks we took off. And next week we're going to be doing the platform, I'm super excited about that one. While I don't, I, I kind of know the concept of it. I've seen a lot of amazing people say amazing things about it. But after we do the platform, we are going to start what we are calling our Shiver Summer Fan Fest. And what we'd like from you is if there's a movie that we have not done on this show that you would like us to do, and you would like an opportunity to be on the show, then all you've got to do is have a webcam, a decent internet access, and to message us. Tell us what movie we should be doing. We've got a couple on deck already, so if you're thinking Child's Play or Evil Dead 2, can those. We're not exactly <laughs> sure when they're happening, but those are two that have come to us already. We're going to be posting it up to our Instagram. Jeepers Creepers 2 as Jeepers well. Jeepers Creepers 2 is the other one. Yeah. There we go. So 
if if you are interested in being on the show, and especially if it's because of a movie that you think we should definitely do that we have not done yet, hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at ShiverPod. Send us a message. Tell us what movie you think we should do. I don't need an essay. Just be like, oh, I would love it if you did the thing, and I want to be on that episode, right? And that's that's all it's going to take. We haven't done the thing. We haven't done the thing. What a great movie. <laughs> um, so if there's a movie out there that you love enough that you want to talk about it for 90 minutes, you want to be on the show, and you want to see us do it, at ShiverPod on Instagram and Twitter, you send us a message. We're going to take June and July, and we're going to make those movies happen. Because ultimately, we couldn't do this. Well, we could do it, but we wouldn't have as much fun doing this if it weren't for the fact that there were people out there watching, listening, and enjoying it. And uh, and Mr. Kowalski comes in with a with a frozen emoji. Uh, I think he's excited about the thing. Yeah. So if there's anybody out there that really wants to do the thing, message us and let us get you on that episode because I'd love to do the thing. Absolutely. So on behalf of all of us here on Shiver, fright you very much.